One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV, I'm Steve Hall. It's time for the match preview ahead of Newcastle versus Liverpool this Sunday down, well up rather, at St James's Park. I'm delighted to be joined by Sam Walker, Saj Iqbal and John Reid for this one year. Let's get straight into it guys then. Jürgen at time recording has just done his press conference Sam. Um, so team news wise Liverpool, mm. before we even talk about um, the, the importance of the game, what Newcastle might do, Let's. I want to start on that pretty much straight away. No Thiago, no Curtis Jones, and a major doubt about Ibu mm. Kanate. Um, I think the Jones one we kind of half expected. He hasn't trained all week. Thiago, there was an outside chance, but Liverpool are obviously rightly playing it very, very carefully with him. I suppose it's the Kanate one that everyone's all a bit like, ah, that is a big blow because, listen, when we'll talk about the possible replacements later, but I think if Liverpool do want to do the whole box midfield thing with Trent, Canate yeah. is a massive part of that. Someone who can get out over there and do that job. Without him, Liverpool's tactics might have to change, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of days out from a very big game. Yeah, I mean, you'd like to think that maybe Klopp's known this, you know, for, for a few days this week, so that if there's anything that they could have done, they've already sort of put it in motion. But it is a big blow. I don't think I've ever seen it coming. As you say, Thiago and Jones, we we, we all imagine would probably not be ready with Curtis at the bang on the ankle and, uh, and, and Thiago not even been in training yet properly, has he? So th- those ones we kind of already expected, but Ibu's a massive one. I mean, there's there's probably only one position in our, in our or a couple of positions in our squad at the moment where we literally can't replace it. Trent probably being one of them and 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 Ibu really. I mean, even even Verge, because he, he doesn't have to do all that running on the right-hand side, it's such a big job. So it's going to be a massive blow if he's unavailable. Um, yeah, let's just hope that doubt is bit of mind games and and and, and Kanate's there with the shirt on on Sunday. I know I saw a thing the other day that he he'd missed training for a day a couple of days sad so yep. there was a there was a little bit of like is he what's he what's is he is he looking after him, what he doing, whatever. Jürgen was quick to point out actually he said like you know playing with ten men the other day didn't do any anyone any favours. But but Sam is right, isn't it? Like we shouldn't be surprised if he gets injured because Ibu's often got injured and I don't really want to do the transfer talk today yeah. that this is a preview show that's for other other things. But you are like in a lot of positions there is I say like for like, it's more someone who can do a job. The, the quality might drop off, but there's someone who can do similar things. But you are right. Without Canate, you are looking at it's Matip or Gomez and thinking neither of those two really seem suited for that right-hand side role, especially if Trent is going to drift inside. Yeah, 100%. And I completely agree with Sam. It's probably one position in the Liverpool team where we know whoever probably comes in is not going to be up to scratch. We've seen how well Gomez and Matip have been, especially over the last, let's say, six months and even in, in pre-season. But it's a mass- if, it's a, if he doesn't play, it's a massive, massive letdown from the side for, for, for Liverpool. Because let's face the music, he has been pretty... 
injury prone since his time at Liverpool and it's, it's a position that you know he's a player that we need to be fit more or less every single game so it's a massive it's a doubt it's a massive massive blow to Liverpool going into this game um, I hope he makes it I know it's, I know like you mentioned a couple of he's been out now for a couple of game, a couple of days and when I again when I didn't see him in training I did feel as though you know what something's something's probably piping up here where he probably is sort of injured because that's what Ibu's about but look I just pray and hope that he makes it for the game if not it's, it's going to be a, a, a massive massive blow yeah, absolutely, and we'll talk about that in a, in a moment, like John and team news and who could replace him and that kind of stuff. But let's look ahead generically then about the game itself. Liverpool beat Newcastle twice last season. Newcastle still finished above Liverpool. Newcastle, Jürgen himself said, you know, they've had really good transfer business. He, he, he said, I think, something along the lines of Tenali and Harvey Barnes are two of the best signings anyone's made this summer. I watched them twice now. They battered Aston Villa. They, they were okay against Newcastle. They were very much in the game. It was only 1-0 and it was a very good goal that beat them. So it does feel like this is a really tough away game. You know, In the past, you'd see Newcastle away as a bit of a challenge because of the atmosphere and, and whatever, but really they've been a poor side. But obviously since the investments and since the change of manager and, and, and the players they've got now, it is this is one of the most difficult away games you can get for Liverpool who... Away form last season was the reason Liverpool had ultimately had a poor season. They did win at St James's, but this is a this is a tough game. Yeah, they're a team that can sort of do everything, isn't it? I mean, quietly and without sort of any of the, you know, the 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 sort of big show that was around City when they got the money. You know, he's he's made that team like he took all the sort of Championship players out of that team and put them in with like real quality. But he's also coached them really well. And the thing I really like about Newcastle is that. You watch them play and they're all big lads, but they're all quick, they're all athletic and they're all well-drilled, so they can do a bit of everything. So it's like, if you be touching on the Canate stuff there, you're worried about them getting in behind you in terms of recovery pace and stuff, but you're also worried about, you know, how they play in midfield because they're quite physical. Um, and, you know, it's it's always a bit of a test going up there. I mean, they're, they're just as mad. Obviously, they've only got the, the one team in the city, but they're just as mad about the football as we are. So, so going to St. James's when they were a not so good team is always difficult going there when the world's drilled and flying and first season in Europe kind of thing is, you know, it is a big thing. And, you know, Dave, they're two or three years ahead of us at the minute, aren't they, in terms of like, you know, this is a bit of a reset for us in terms of personnel and trying to get like something going again in midfield. They're, you know, a couple of years ahead on that journey of us and know what their team's going to be, know what they're going to be picking from a certain number of players. Um, and they haven't quite got the Champions League football yet in terms of after the break to sort of have to mess that up so we could just play the same team. Um, so it's going to be a really tough challenge. And I think, you know, the, the selection thing actually could, could, you know, I don't know whether the manager would sort of go safe or whether he'd go in terms of people who he knows he can trust in certain positions and we maybe go back to playing 4-3-3 or whether he thinks, do we just try and go toe-to-toe because the only thing we can do better than them probably score goals in terms of the attack. And on that side, it's interesting because, again, there's a, a lot of viral stuff coming around. Ever since um, Elon started paying people to tweet, it's, uh, the Twitter sphere has gone a bit, a bit over, all over the place. But there was a guy, I've probably seen it by now, doing a combined Liverpool-Newcastle 11. And fair enough, there were some things that you'd pick bones in and whatever, he's a Newcastle fan, whatever. But for the, for the first time in a while, really, there, there were some new, genuine arguments made for Newcastle players being in that. Mm-hmm. If you'd have had that conversation 2019, 2020, probably even 21, you'd have been looking at, one max potentially. I'd have one in now. I, I know, and but but <laughs> no, yeah, and I, and I get it, and, and there's arguments to be made, yeah. but I think there are genu- at least there are, there are discussions to have back then. It wasn't yeah. even a discussion. Like you can look at their team and go, he's decent, he's decent, he's decent. They've got good players now, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, th- I think we saw that in both games last season. You know, obviously the home game, Liverpool took, it took 97 minutes. The away game, Liverpool actually started well a little bit, and then obviously the goalie got sent off, and it was a bit of a, a bit of a mad one, but the. 
it, it, you can't ignore the improvement in Newcastle. Mm. And I think it's fair to say, like John says, well, it, it, with Eddie Howe, they look a very well-coached team. That's what I took from the Man City game. They've got good players and they look well-drilled. Every single one knows their job. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. it's been weird their season to start with because Villa game was absolutely disrupted by that injury. And I think yeah. if you're Villa away there, you, one of your main men goes down. Remember, he was the guy who got Gerrard sacked when you deep it down. Like, this is, this is one of their main guys gone ex-captain that changed that and, and they got schooled by City and I know City didn't score loads of goals but I thought they, they controlled yeah it's, so it's difficult to judge where Newcastle are right now probably partly with us as well we've had 10 men in one game a draw in another in a weird way game at Chelsea so but there's I, I, there's levels and I think Newcastle last year were flying at the best and they just finished above us and we had a terrible season for a million reasons but one of the things I, I think with Newcastle and I said this before the City game and I feel like I was vindicated in it is that when they played against the poorer sides last year Maximan wasn't effective because he was so deep but as soon as he came up against us, United, City, Chelsea, he was unbelievable on the counter-attack and no one could get near him. And they haven't got that now. And that showed at the weekend when as soon as they had a breakaway, anyone with a bit of pace in City's defence, mind you saying that, we haven't got much in ours at the minute, but, <laughs> but was able to know what they had because Maximan was so dynamic. And I, so, so I look at Newcastle now, and, and rightly so, I think I don't think anybody in the punditry or even those, I think I saw your prediction show had them in the top four so I think I think I do, I do think there's levels to it I think where this game's a leveler is it's at St James's Park if it were if, on a Sunday afternoon on a Sunday afternoon I think that's the leveler I, I think if you look around the pitch like I was in genuine and I put Gumeiras in the six for us and I think that I don't think anybody realistically else gets in RT even exactly as good as he is there's but but it's about translating those levels into your performance isn't it because it doesn't always work out the way it's 40 so I when I look at it on paper, I'm confident, even without Canate. But as we all know in this Premier League, you go there, they get an early goal, corner, free kick, penalty, red card. It's an absolutely different game. So I am that. That's for me where I, I sit on it, and I think I think they're a good side, but I think they've still got a few more rungs to go before they can really compete with the Arsenal's now, Liverpool and Cities. To be honest, on my side, just interesting because I was speaking to Carl from Newcastle Fan TV um, for our Apple preview, and. M- both of us kind of came to the agreement that you don't really, and I touch wood, I'm right on this one from a Newcastle point of view, not from Liverpool point of view, but like, if it's hard to see like the a team like at the fours and fives. It, it does feel like this. It's going to be one goal besides this, yeah. and we're going to be going in the 85th minute, and the result's still in the balance. That's what that's that's the kind of game Newcastle yeah. played because I think last season what was a little bit went under the radar a bit is how good they were defensively. They didn't concede yeah, many yeah. goals. There was a lot of one nils. There was a lot of two ones. They, they are very good at the back. They've got two, you know, Botman's a very good centre half. They play Dan Byrne at left back, who gives them a little bit more protection. He's not bombing forward down the left wing, which is, is six foot seven. Dan Byrne, Kieran Trippier again. He kind of stays. He, he's, he, they have got a really rock solid base, and I was wondering because go, looking at it from a Liverpool point of view. It's what you do now without Canate. If it's without Canate, do you go at them? Can you afford to put Trent in midfield? Do you have to stay a little bit more four three three. There's a with, with a team who are that solid and compact. It's how, how do you break that down? Because Liverpool aren't going to go there to draw. Yeah. Liverpool are going to go and try and win that game. Yeah. And if they are going to be nice and defence, not compact at the back, someone's got to do something. And I do wonder how the Canate thing does it throw a spanner in the works for that? 
Yeah, I think, you know, if you look at it from a Canatis perspective, you know, it maybe does throw a bit of a spanner in the work. Me personally, away to Newcastle, um, a massive game. I would probably go stick with a 4-3-3, not a lady let Trent post up too, too highly, especially if Endo's going to play in the six. Um, yeah, there's going to be instances where he can come inside when we've got possession of the ball, but we know how tough Newcastle away is. We found out even with 10 men last year, they really, really made a game of it and they really come at us and they decide that, especially with the crowd behind their back, I think the onuses will be sort of on, on Newcastle to show what they're about. They lost the mm-hmm. second game, so it's, it's, it's time they've got to sort of come out because I know it's early in the season and you know they've lost a game, we've drawn a game, but, you know, and Sam mentioned it, is a leveller. This might game might be a level for both sides. You know what? If one of the sides was to win this game, it could be a massive springboard for us to go on. Especially from a Liverpool perspective, we win this game. We've got Newcastle and um, Chelsea out of the bit two away games. We sat there with seven points and we're looking ahead, thinking you, you know if there's a good chance here. And to be fair, it's for Newcastle as well. City, Liverpool out of the way, one at home, one one away, and you know it, it can be a springboard, a springboard board for them guys as well. So looking at this game, I would try to play it safe at the start, see where this game, where it's going to sort of take it, because we are going to get chances in this game you mentioned it our attacking lineup is is good enough to score goals against any side of course that Newcastle don't concede many but we managed we opened them up last season with two brilliant goals um, and it's, that's, it's the, in terms of the defence it's still the same defence so hopefully you know, I'm looking forward to the game in every aspect because it's, it'll be a good game from a neutral perspective and from our guys because it's a, it's a big test going up there Newcastle for our, our four kickoff. the crowd will be up for it so let's wait and see what happens let's talk Liverpool then John Um the, obviously, we can. We, let's do the defence first. We might as well. That's the, the starting point. If Ibu's out, who are you most comfortable playing on that right hand side of the, the centre defence? He's got it's Matip or Gomez, really. I know he, he give he give Jello Concert a bit of flowers in the press conference, but that was more about lack of you know about depth and stuff. So it, I, it's one of those two, really. I think we saw in pre season a bit of alarm bells around Matip. Mm-hmm. But the flip side is when Gomez played, he was pretty much either right back or left mm-hmm. of the defence. He didn't really have a go right centre back. I don't think most of his most of his game time in pre season was as effectively Trent understood the other right back understood. So, if you're Jurgen, what are you doing? If you if we presume now that Ibu isn't isn't going to make this one, I, I think if you if you're Jurgen, I think the easy solution is you just put Matip in. I think. If, if it's me or any of us, I, I I'd be making the case for Gomez just in terms of his recovery pace and just thinking that. The games that he's weird, Gomez, and that like he, he, when you see him in our games, he looks he looks really cold. But over preseason and into the, into the start of the season, he looked I thought he looked quite good. He looked like he was you know getting back to where we sort of seen him a couple of years ago. So I'd be making the case for that. But I think the manager's very much you know he, he has people who he trusts, and he just sort of says go in and do what you know do what you can. Um, Matter in the past has been like this and has been a bit out of sorts, and then he's just come in cold and looked great. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be crossing your fingers, wouldn't you, and sort of hoping. You know, and some of that could be Van Dyke. I mean, I think Van Dyke's quietly had quite a good start to the season. You know, all things all things considered, and you know, if you've got him next year, sort of coaching you through the game and saying, "Stand here, stand here, do this, do that." You know, we might have other changes in the team. We might have Endo starting ahead of him, kind of thing. So then there's a little bit more balance, a little bit more protection. But I think just given sort of like as you say, sort of the fitness and sort of what we've been practicing and sort of like in training and stuff, he, he seems the obvious candidate. I suppose as yeah. well, Sam, I'll come to you on this one. We, I think we know pretty much what Newcastle's team is going to be. 10 out of 11, I think you just know, because now Joe Linton's been declared fit. Mm. It's good. The back four, will be, it'll be the same back four, the same very good midfield three. Isak will play, Almiron will play, and then he's got a decision on the left, Barnes whether or. it's Barnes or, Go- or Gordon. But either way, whether it's Barnes or Gordon, it's a pacey left winger. Mm-hmm. It might. It, this might be a case where you play Matip and say to Trent, you're just the right back in this game. Yeah. 
because without Ibu on the cover, and like I say, if, he, if he's not going to trust Gomez to do that job, and there's no signs he would, given what we've seen in pre-season, it might just say, you know what, Trent, you're going to have to be, he might not like it, because I know he wants to play midfield, but like, you might, this might have to go, especially now we've probably got a defensive midfielder yeah. who we can play. We're playing four, we're playing four, three, three. You might have to hmm. forego a little bit of the box stuff. Yeah, they may, they may well do something mad like where Endo, when Trent drifts in on the ball, Endo sort of drifts to the right to almost cover him. You know, like the old school way Henderson used to do it, but obviously it was more down the wing. Trent wasn't he? I suppose there's a couple of different variables. I think what Trent's got to show in this game is intelligence. He's got to show his maturity. He's been playing football for six years now, so he's got to know that when we're in possession of the ball and they're a bit on the back foot and he can drift, maybe not go too far, but then also he's got to know that, actually, I need to be in my position now and I'm not sure whether he's ready for that yet, but we'll we'll see. I think, yeah. Sorry, so, 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 is Endo just definitely playing? Do you think, I, think he's got to, hasn't he? Because yeah. one of the things I was going to add in later on is we're going to see a different world of McAllister here. Like McAllister, right. Sobosla was great the other day, wasn't he? And McAllister put him in where he wants to be and, and the, the ability he has. I think that's a big game changer for us. Um, same with Gakpo and you know what I mean, and all that. But I th- so I think that's something because I, I, I look I look at their defence as well as ours. Now I know we're probably going to be a lot higher, but they they've got some slow lads at the back as well, as well as we have. So I think I'd be interested to see if they're having the same discussions we are with, with pace, you know, in behind. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, the, the Trent decision now, and he'll, he'll probably be the one who's most affected by this, won't he? About yeah. what he does, because otherwise it's just as you wear, mate. You know what I mean? So, yeah, maybe there's just a bit of discipline. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, maybe so. Sides, let's, let's look at the midfield then. If, we, if we're pretty sure the, the goal in the back four is going to be midfield. Sam, obviously, Endo signed, he's yeah. available. McAllister's red card, rightly overturned. Thankfully, that decision's been made. Oh, you've looked at the midfield last week, or the first two games, it was McAllister as the six. Obviously, Gapo and Sobosly. We know there's no Jones, there's no Thiago. So the decision is, does he does he throw Endo straight in? And if so, does he move McAllister forwards and therefore Cody Gapo either drops out or goes up front I'm guessing that that's the main yeah. question that Klopp's got to answer and I'm guessing that's what we all think he's probably going to do yeah that's yeah, exactly I think you know Endo will come in the six McAllister and Sobos slide either side and then up front the question is who he goes up front who he goes into number nine and I think Gapko will probably get the nod especially in this game he got his goal there last season as well um, and to be fair I'm, I've 
you know, watching the game, I, I don't think he suits playing in the in the deeper sort of role as well, especially from what we've seen in the in the first two games. And he did really, really well playing the false sort of nine, you know, taking over from taking over from Firmino. So I'm looking for I think Gakpo will get the nod in especially in this game with it being such a tough, tough game away to Newcastle and in terms of the midfield, the three in terms of Hendo and sorry, um Endo and uh, Endo Endo and uh, uh and, and McAllister. And I'm this uh, I'm really looking forward to that midfield because again, like Sam mentioned, you're gonna see McAllister in that in his favoured position where he can hurt any opposition. And we've seen that over over last season at Brighton. So and it's the first time we can actually see a midfield, a functioning sort of midfield with a proper six and with the two uh, new new boys playing in their favourite position so yeah Newcastle will be looking I wasn't thinking we can hurt them in every single instance we look at Diaz he's had a really really good start to the season he's been our bright spark up front Salah is more Salah and he'll, you know, he'll always be the uh, come to the party sort of thing so yeah from mis- midfield I'm actually looking forward to seeing the three in, in their positions It does feel John like this is probably Liverpool's first choice midfield that is probably the first choice at this moment in time we'll see how the window ends and if anything else happens but Right now, Endo is the only six pretty much we've got, depending on where Stefan Bacetic is fitness-wise. Yeah. We'll see how that pans out, but McAllister, Sobersly is the one. If they've got a very good midfield. So Joe Linton, Tonali um, and Bruno is a very good midfield. I think that is like Champions League level quality, at least, you know, it can compete. That is, it's, it's their strength. And then that's, now Liverpool have got to prove that, well, you know, you've got a good midfield, but we're Liverpool. Like, this, this, these three have got a big job on because it, it is a tough ask against, like, what, what Sam mentioned before, and you, yourself, Three very big, strong, physical players. That's what they bring. Liverpool have got to be able to match that with their physicality and obviously the their technical ability as well. Yeah, I think I think that's where like the interest around who plays up front comes in because I think if you if you're trying to be clever or if you're trying to sort of get one over on them in terms of numbers, you put Gakpo as the nine and have them sort of dropping in, and then you've you've got sort of Diaz and Salah to sort of stretch the pitch and go in behind as when you need to. Um, I, I like. I think. In the first two games, Gakpo's probably the one who suffered just in terms of like the overall team performance, you know, in terms of what we've seen of him in the last six months. And I wonder if you restore him there, does that you sort of get the best out of him again? But but also just in terms of, you know, uh, the thing that shocked me most when we signed him was was, was his size, like his physicality. You know, he's, he's really like, that, that's the thing you sort of miss about him when you're hearing about all the goals and assists and stuff. But um, it, it'd be an interesting matchup because I think some of the sort of stuff I've seen from the other lads like McAllister and Sobersly sort of how good they are with the ball and sort of how mobile and things like that makes me wonder sort of how do you approach that midfield in Newcastle do you, do you sort of look to how physical them and sort of match them man to man or do you look to sort of play around them and go we're going to be too quick for you here you, you know you're going to have to we're going to run you ragged for 90 minutes and have it have you around the pitch and it will sort I think the first 10 as seems to be the way for Liverpool at the minute might, might be sort of telling in that because we've We've not looked alive sort of first ten, but then as with all the other time and stuff's come into games later in matches, we've looked, you know, like still got a lot in the tank and still quite fit. And it's it's sort of like, do you want to sort of take it to twelve rounds kind of thing, and and yeah. sort of see where you are at the end, or do you want to sort of strike strike fast and come out, which we haven't done for a bit, and I'd, I'd like to see us do a bit more, maybe yeah. with the you know with the lads back in the proper positions. Yeah, I suppose Sam as well. Mm. If that is the three, we think think, and I would agree that's probably what we're going to go for. Maybe Bichetich, but I just don't see it. Mm. The only other question is what what side said for is what he does up front. Diaz will play, Salah will play. It's what you know. Joss has got his goal, mm. but I think it's fair to say he hasn't been brilliant in either game. Um, obviously, got a knock against Chelsea, which might have impacted that. Um, and obviously, playing he ends up right wing the other day, so it's, it's a bit of a miss. Um, Darwin hasn't really had much of a look, and he's been the fifth one on effectively. He's, he's been the, the, the sub a bit later on. Um, 
Nunes, sorry, Gakpo's been playing in midfield, but again, I think if you asked him, he'd probably want to go centre forwards. First of all, before we speak what we think Jürgen will do, what would you do? What would you, who would you play up front? I'd play Gakpo because two reasons really. Off the ball, last year, Newcastle looked a threat when Maximum was running out as wild. And obviously we haven't got to worry about that now. But set pieces. And and if I remember rightly, Nunes just got physically ruined time and time again. And they at the bar, I think Alisson might have made the odd save. All from basically him just being bullied. I think Gakpo's stronger and better than him. So from a defensive perspective, I think, I know he played as well, but I think having Gakpo in there, having as many big men, Gakpo, Sobosly, and the two big centre-halves to try and match up their... Joelington left back and two centre backs is a big a big thing, and I think on on the ball I think as as John as I said before, Gakpo picking up the ball deep and running at their defence, making them backtrack is what we wanted them to do. And if you if you put a man on the shoulder, it's easier as a defender to defend that. But Gakpo dropping in the space, overloading the midfield, which sort of what you talked about, allows us to then turn and, and run at them. And I think Gakpo's really good at driving that ball towards the defence. And then he's got Salah and Diaz. Well, we assume Salah and Diaz either side of him. So me personally, I would do, I would do that. Yeah, it makes sense. I think I would probably go Gakpo as well. If we do, guys. Look, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I, at first, I was thinking maybe go with Darwin at the start because I thought Ga- looking at Gakpo the first two games, I know where he wasn't playing in his favourite position. And Jota, as you mentioned, wasn't that great. But as the game is getting closer and closer, you see, with especially with Kanate out and everything going on, you think, you know what? Let's just go with the sort of tried and tested where we've seen Gakpo drop in. It will sort of give us an extra man in in, in the midfield when, if we do need it. Because again, in terms of physicality, they're brilliant. Um, and Darwin does go missing at times. And but the only thing why I wanted Darwin to start is is the runs in behind. I thought if Newcastle are going to come at us, maybe that'll be give us some sort of you know give us some sort of space where Darwin can hopefully exploit. But quite getting close to the game with Canate out now I'm like you know what let's just stick with the Trident sort of testing and hopefully you know an, an overloading midfield when he drops deeper will help us suppose as well we might as well talk there's no Jürgen said before John Mo Salah's not for sale like, but obviously last night those come out so at time recording by the way I'm just letting you know it's 5 to 11 <laughs> that's the latest if you're watching this or listening to this later and something mad's happened that's what we're doing we don't really want to do the transfers on the show we've got other shows on the channel mm. that, that'll take over that one but it's, it's undoubtedly a story it was the first thing Klopp was asked about it's ironic that I'll play Newcastle a little bit as well. It's very, um, ironic. very ironic. Maybe, maybe there's something in there as well. Um, but it, I don't think Salah's the type of fella, even if he was desperate to go, we don't know what his, what his thoughts were, John. He's the ultimate professional. Is I, I don't think he's one who would be unsettled. I mean, maybe I'm, what are your thoughts on Salah, where Salah's mind might be at? Because it, it's undoubted now, there's certainly interest in him. Mm. It's, and we don't know what he wants, but... How do you feel in terms of mentality? You got any worries about Mo Salah going into the game? Oh no, absolutely not. I think I think the interest is is probably genuine, and you know it's probably an interesting thing. And I've seen some of, some of the guys tweeting about it, like Paul, and that saying you know probably next year maybe it's it's a conversation kind of thing depending on what the offer is. But um, nah, I think you know for whatever there's, there's obviously loads of different aspects to the Saudi stuff at the minute in terms of like what it what it means for the game and sort of why it's being done, if you like, mm-hmm. from their end, but. I think the, the one thing you can't say about it at the minute is that the standard of that league is not the standard of the Premier League currently. So if you're Salah and you, you want to be in the conversation, and I, I would argue he definitely still wants to, by the way, in terms of who he is, you know, for like Ballon d'Ors, winning the Champions League potentially, obviously not this season, but, you know, with the, with the, with, to look and get back into Europe and do something like, you know, you're not you're not going to achieve that by going there. And I think he's, he's ve- the thing... That's always sort of been lost in the mix of Salah and contract talks and all that is the thing where he always goes on about like wanting to always win the golden boots, yeah, wanting to yeah. break records with Liverpool, all that type of stuff. I think that means a lot to him. And I think whenever 
he does leave Liverpool, it's not going to be I leave Liverpool and I go play for Chelsea or I go play for whoever. It's going to be I leave that and then I go do the messy thing and go to America or, or wherever. But he, you know what I mean? He sort of leaves that that thing of my legacy is secure in terms of top flight football. So um, I don't think it's it's anything that'll really change anything for him. And his, his main thing, I think now, I would say, especially with Harry Kane leaving, would be the golden boot thing. And, I've got an, I've got an open run at this year, and if I if I have a really big, good season, big robot in front of him like a path. <laughs> so yeah, you don't forget about the fucking side. Oh, does he not count yet? Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a participation award when that fella's banging. He didn't score last week though. So you never can know, can I just just add one thing there? I, I think they know Salah ain't gonna go. I think this is all about PR for their league and hundred percent and potentially 100%. this game because let let's yeah. not put anything off the table with this group. Hundred percent. It is, isn't it? Not, they know that they, they already knew Mo Salah was not available. This they already because Hilal tried early. They got a firm no, and this was now. And Etihad have came up saying, "You know what? We want to go." They know this wasn't going to happen this summer. Mo Salah is, as you mentioned, he's a model pro. You know, he's not one to just say, "You know, what? I'm just going to pick my bags and go." He's an elite winner, elite force who wants to play at the highest sort of level, and he'll go on. Look, next season it's a different case. If we got the money, it's early in the window, and if he wants to go, fair play, no issues with it. But right now, no chance. Mm-hmm. It was mentioned before, so I just mentioned that so I'll come to you on this one. If, if you were looking at Liverpool's best players this season, I mean, Luis Diaz is probably right up there. Yeah. Um, Kieran Sippy is a, a good right back, but I don't think Luis Diaz is having nightmares thinking I'm going to be up against what is it? It's a bit of Trippier, a bit of Shah. He'll obviously someone will come and help him from the midfield, whether it, on that side, maybe Joe Linton. But I think Luis Diaz will be licking his lips again, especially. Yeah. You know, two goals in two games. He's going to get this side should be able to provide chances for yeah. him. I mean, again, it's very early in the season, but like two games in, we're starting to see the Luis Diaz that we all wanted to see. Yeah. Here's another big, big chance and a big stage for him to go and do it again. Oh, Diaz's quality is is his footwork, his technical ability. I put something out there. Um, I think what did we come in after Chelsea? And I said, I said um, it was brilliant to see such technical ability across our team. To see lads being able to pass, everyone on the pitch could could play. There wasn't anyone who was like second touch of the tackle or you know you get it a little bit with Jotson Darwin sometimes, don't you? And a few others, but. When you watch Diaz the ball, he just he just kills it. I mean, one of his first touches in Liverpool shit was a flying like side back heel touchdown. Gem, where he's, <laughs> I, I, those listeners where he put his, his heel up, and you know it was unbelievable. And that's what he's about, isn't he? He's just got that touch. Doesn't lose the ball very often, and now he's getting his sharpness back. And he'll he'll be he'll be cutting in and trying to whack one top in at the <laughs> weekend, no doubt. Yeah, I agree with you, Steve. I think. I think Trippi is a very good, solid pro, and I think as a unit, Newcastle are great. But look, when you get them one on one with our players, our forwards, and backing Diaz and the other lads to, to be able to do the job. Yeah, and you back Salva against Dan yeah. Dan Burns good as well. But you yeah. back that that's the quality that Liverpool got up from right down. We've we've spoke about it. I think we pretty much nail what we think both teams are going to be. Liverpool are going to probably bring Matip in and. Um, Bring back and bring in Endo effectively and put Nunes up front. So Jota goes out and obviously the injury Bucanati. We think pretty much Newcastle's team's confirmed. But that all being said, then John, I'm going to come to you first. I'll just see it going. Can I get a little prediction from you as well? I think it'd be a tight game. I think if you said to me we all shook hands on one one, I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm going to say that we probably had you two one. Okay, Saj. I'm the same. I'm always going to back my team, so I'm going with the 2 1. But I think it'll be a tough, tough game, like last season. Yeah, absolutely. It was a 10 minutes. It was a tough yeah, game, both yeah, games last season. Yeah. The difference is, Sam, I suppose they can't time waste as much now because that, yeah. yeah. that, that was their thing at Anfield. And <laughs> oh. it came back and put them in the eyes. They're not going to get away with that this year. They'll all get yellow cards. But. Um, yeah, I'm I'm anticipating another tight game. I'm guessing you might be. Yeah, I think I think there might be a few more goals. I think we, we probably have to. So I'm going to say three two. 
What's some game now? I feel like four, three. Where we listen to my old. I don't think through. we're into the season enough for teams to be watertight, apart from Man City because they're just robotic. Mm, yeah. But I think everyone's a little bit leaky at the moment, so I think yeah, you might see a little bit of a. I mean, even look, Villa, Villa were cutting them open until until the injury and City was City. So, uh, yeah, I think three-two to the Reds. Hopefully, I I've said two-one as well. Um, and I think Luis Diaz scores as, as, again for three on a row. He's giving me a, a, a little bit of humble pie. <laughs> when I picked my best eleven at the start of the season, he definitely wasn't in it. He's been the best. He's been the best player after two games. So I'm, 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 I'm absolutely fine with that one. By the way, don't. I'd have had Jota and I'd have had Nunes up front. Uh, sorry, I'd have had a gap. Do you reckon Sobaslay hits one from a distance this week? <laughs> I'd love us to get a free kick on the edge of the box. And just taking it. That, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It, 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 it's ten still um, number one on that one. Or does the Sobaslay get one? But you are right. He was fantastic, dude. If he, if he can have a good game, Liverpool got a very good chance. Right then, guys, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all you guys for joining us for the preview show as well. Like I say, if you're not watching this live, do like the video. If you're listening to us a podcast, give us a five-star review, all that good stuff. Leave your comments below and let us know everything you thought about that one. But yeah, enjoy the game this Sunday. We'll have loads of content around it as usual. The watch along. We've got Chloe going up there. There's reaction. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's all kinds here on the YouTube and over on Red Men Plus. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you all soon. See you in a bit.